Okay, we're going to try um, very hard to get something out. I, I don't want to cancel the shear, so I figured better you'll hear me. You can all hear me? Any other words? We'll see if the public hears me. But um, I probably feel pretty good as soon as I get a chest call to go straight to the vocal cords. And um, since we have a few new attendees, it's just odds to see it. It's a good thing I didn't cancel. Wouldn't have found me here. Okay, a few things. First of all, uh, Yehuda didn't want me to mention his name, not to give him credit, but he asked me in the middle of the shear, and it came out of the afterwards, uh, there are two cases in Navi, and I switched them, so I wanted to correct it. Shoal was running after David Melch to kill him. There were two very close calls, well, more than two. One was in the cave, and the other one was when they were sleeping. When he cut off the garment was in the cave, I said it was when they were sleeping. When he was sleeping, he had another way to leave an OT. He took a jug and a spear and walked away. So he asked me about it afterwards. I just kept this as a reminder. So uh, um, I got nachas in the fact that he remembered it from the, uh, from the shear. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, we mentioned this, I think, after Mitchell last week. But it was Nagat to the shear. We're talking about the chukoseim and tattooing. So, if you recall, I mentioned that there's a shayla that the raisa is when you make a hole, you put an ink. The drabanon is Yehuda. I got away with giving you honorable mention. You weren't here, but it's not a good night for a flu shot, uh, as you can hear. <laughs> uh, the derais of tattooing is what you cut in the skin. And you drop the ink in, which is still the one that's the way it's done today, with needles. The drabonon, if you have permanent ink without going deep, is that an the drabonon? Or is it only once there's a hole or a cut and you put the ink in? You only did one out of the two, either the cut or the ink. Either way, the temporary tattoo, like in the museum parks, they just go like this washes away, it's okay. They have something that somebody told me about that the Sephardim use before Hasna. They start painting their fingers. What's that called? Henna. Henna, yeah. So they say it's fairly long-lasting, but it's not permanent. If it's not permanent, even that it cut, it's not even a shayla v'dwabon. That's mutter. We discussed is a chukoseim. Chukoseim is only when you have something either that's prost or rooted in Avodazar, or according to the Goyim, you're doing it to copy the Goyim. Over here, this is a specific meaning they had. I don't know the history. I didn't investigate it. Maybe I'll get some emails afterwards. Maybe you could trace it back to that, but you can't answer it unless you know that they picked it up from the Goyim. And even that's only according to the Goyim. Uh, with that said, the prevalent Shaila today, which um, I received this from a number of women, who either heard about it, wanted to do it, or did it already, and were calling about Chatzitza Shaila. And that is, they have makeup today where they actually penetrate. Um, you, you were telling me there's seven layers of skin. So the tattoo goes to the bottom. The ink is sitting at the top. This goes about halfway. It's pretty serious. They called me about a different Shaila. It happens to be a serious tattooing Shaila. And their place came that holds in it's the Raisa. 
There are those that hold it as bottom. There is a sheet that holds its mutter because it's not deep enough. But with the shayla is the raisa, I wouldn't get involved if it's just for beauty. If it's to cover up a moon or something serious, <coughs> some serious kavrabrius, so then ask a shayla. Uh, but it's a very popular for goyim. You don't have to put on makeup every morning. You don't have to put up eyeshadow. It saves a lot of time. And for uh, from women, they don't have to worry about Shabbos yantiv. I understand the uh, the fact that it's certainly enticing, but lamaisa, it uh, ranges from Teresa to Rabbanon with very few makilim. Shlomo Zalman, Rabbi Yoshev, many of the Peskim held it was definitely usher. So I would not, uh, I would not advise it if your wife did it already. Pashas is not chazitz issue because there's nothing above the skin. It's it's below the skin. It is showing over there. So even if it starts fading, pashas it wouldn't be a problem. But it's a tattooing issue. So we're into on the subject. A few people asked me after the shear. It's, it's a pretty serious shayla. It's a pretty pretty interesting technology. But it's um, it's a it's a shayla. I don't think you want to get into. Yes. So the, the deeper it is, the more of a tattoo it is. It should be less of a chazitz question. Correct. Correct. So the. The the One ten times out. ten times I received the shayla in the past year, they were all calling about something else. And I said before we discuss that, uh, if you didn't do it yet, I wouldn't advise it. If you did, I'm not going to give you Malchus me something. I don't give Malchus anyway, and um, I paste in. And uh, it's a shayla. The rights to a bottle some old motor. I wouldn't I wouldn't get involved in the shayla. It's a serious serious shayla for extra yoifi. For it's the same complicated shayla as the Shabbos makeup or lack, lack thereof. If for thousands of years women didn't put makeup on Shabbos and they survived, even though I know sometimes it's uncomfortable. Lamaisa, <coughs> these are these are serious shaylas of tzviyah. Hilchah Shabbos is Hilchah Shabbos, and even that is Rabu Ha'isrim and the Metirim are hard to understand. That's the uh, I'm gonna get a lot of. Feedback about that, but that was just Eric Lagov, not Eric Shabbos here, and uh, we'll get back, get back to that in a separate cover. You discuss layers of skin um, in terms of seven, only because there's. How many are there? I mean, there's epidermis, dermis, eight. You didn't say seven? That was. Uh, eight. This, that was from the quick research I did, must have been a different doctor I was talking to. It goes, whatever the depth is, this makeup goes halfway down. Is Okay, okay. So somebody mentioned something about this goes in the middle. It's pretty. This lasts up to five years. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a amusement park snap. Five years is pretty pretty serious, and many places can say that there's no, there's no clear remedies and rishonim that say the permanent has to be for hundred years. Permanent could be in hilchashabes. Permanent is a day or seven days. Mechatesi has to be hundred years. So many people say this is the race of tattooing. But that's why I added they're not because from women since my and I seen I have not putting been putting on makeup on Shabbos Yantuf and, and most but of them are used to it by now. I wouldn't. That's a slippery slope. I can we can also drive to shul on Shabbos and, and increase attendance. Not only, not only is that also, but it didn't work, <laughs> unfortunately, 100 years later, speaking of 100 years. So, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm not saying it's the same, but uh, the, uh, the Shabbos... It was chauffeured cars, and then it became drive yourself. Uh, did they? 
think so. I really that's only for the wealthy. How they pull that off? I really think that's how it started. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> this time of year, I shall make that announcement again. Uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Moses Mendelssohn was only talking to the people with chauffeurs. Uh, I don't know. But uh, it's just sad. Okay, it's sad because not only is it against the din, it, it's not even something that works, as we have found out the hard way. Okay, uh, so that was just uh, last week uh, from the Chukasim. Let's go back to... Page 5A in your handout. We'll find out afterwards that when this pick up, you can hear me in the background. Pretty good. Okay, I just hope this doesn't uh, kill it for the rest of the week, but uh, we'll try. I was fine last night until my last two-hour meeting, which got very noisy. Uh, it, it's the cold. It wasn't the screaming yelling. I wasn't doing the screaming yelling. Uh, it was the... It was the... Uh, whatever. I don't want to go into details. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good idea. I don't know. They say this works. I'm not a believer, but uh, uh, a little hydration. Okay, let's see. It worked. Okay, we're in Sif Chavdalat on page 5A. The last thing we saw last week was the in-laws. It's a sensitive topic, but we... We gave the short version. Let's go to the Ramah. We're going to talk about grandparents. Grandparents are um, certainly the many people like being mechabed them anyway, so it doesn't really, we think it doesn't make too much of a difference. We're going to see there are, it's a fascinating subtopic. There's a lot of lumdis in trying to figure out if there's a chiv and what the extent of the chiv is and where the chiv comes from. Um, that third hakira is going to be an issue. Is a grandparent a function of the chi of kiba to parents? And mamela, like the transit of property, it goes to grandparents? Or is it an independent chi That's an important chakira. We're going to have it here. We're going to have it by brothers and sisters. It's certainly clear in one category of, I'll let you figure it out, um, volunteers, where it's clearly dependent on the direct chi of that person. There's, there's two ribuyim in the Gemara. One is for siblings, which is a separate subtopic. And the other one, anybody remember? There aren't that many left. The grandparents we're going to discuss here. The siblings, and what other, what other categories? What? Spouse is, we're not going to cover here at all. Uh, but we're, <laughs> that's a separate issue, yes. You should mechabit your spouses. No, mitam, the rebuyim from kibbutzavim. Spouse of the parent, that's what you meant? Okay, yeah. Stepmother, stepfather. That's clearly a function of kibbud of the parent who's alive. Nafkamina is if the parent's no longer alive, there's no chiv the raised in mechabit the stepparent. It's a good idea, but just no chiv. We're going to have the same chakira, not tonight, about a grandparent. Is it a function of the parents? If the parents aren't alive, but the grandparents are, is there still a chiv gummer to mechabedem? Before we get there, we have to figure out is there a chiv at all to mechabedem, or is it just a nice, nice thing to do because they're grandparents, they're older people, have to stand up for anybody over 70. So, nafkamin is, is there a separate chiv on the sugi of kibbutzavim? So, let's see the Ramah, and the Ramah is the short version over here, and then we're going to go back, uh, page 5a in the main copy. 
Haga. Have you seen Sifchav Dalid in the middle? Haga. Yeshaimim. The Ein Adam Chayev Bekibud Avi Aviv. Marik, who is before the Rama, obviously the Rama is quoting him, says that there's no Chayev Abidin of a grandfather. Again, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's respectful. Question is, you got to know when something is a Chayev and when it's not for our Sugya. That's the Marik. We'll see the Marik inside soon enough. The Ananir Ali, the Ramah says, I don't agree. Ella, the Chayev, the Kavit Aviv, Yeser, the Kavit Avi Aviv. It's a greater Chayev to Machabit parents, but there's still a bonafide Chayev to Machabit grandparents. Uh, the Rayas over here are going to be fascinating, and you'd be amazed what Lumdis there is in here. Uh, where this came up, both in the Ma'arik, and we're going to have a treat. We're going to have a Chuvas Ramah. Who's the Ramah? But we don't always get to see the one line the Ramah explained in an entire Chuva. Often it's explained in the Dakimosha. And you have the Dakimosha Aruch and the Torah. But here we're going to have a real treat. We're going to go back to the Chuvas Ramah. Chuvas Ramah is written commenting on the Ma'arik. <coughs> Interestingly enough, we're not going to get to this tonight. Both Chuvas are written about Kaddish. And I'll give you the short background now, but I'll explain more when we get there. Kaddish, we don't normally learn Helch. The meaning is not to learn Helch Zavelis until it's Nagea. But this is important for the Sugya. Kaddish, until about the time of Rabbi Kivager, it was the new meaning was phased in slowly. As a matter of fact, it was phased in last in Washington Heights. Maybe they're still doing it in Kalatis Yashurin. They still have one Kaddish per person. Okay, so it wasn't even phased in yet. Okay, so it was phased by, in by everybody else a couple of years ago. It used to be anybody saying Kaddish is the Shliat Zibur for the Zibur. So you only have one Shliat Zibur, not ten, for obvious reasons. You can't even hear what, like we have it today. Baruch Hashem, Tzvi, you know, to stand next to the people and you guys are getting it together, which is good. Otherwise, this guy's over here and everybody's ahead behind. It used to be one Kaddish. And it was always a difficult avoda to be able, and that's why there are long berlochas on this, who has Kadima? Just like by Shliat Seber, by Elias, who has Kadima? Elias talk about by Mitzvah Bacher, an offer of uh, yard site. So by Kaddish, the Gabai, and often the Rav, had to figure out every single davening, imagine? And very quickly, before it became a machlekes, who had the rights to which one? They used to give mouth. There's some, sometimes they step into a shul. There's like a very old-fashioned thing, and I think in the, this isn't necessarily reform and conservative, but I've, seen, I've been in orthodox shuls, they do this. They'll come, and they'll, especially you, they'll give, go over to you beforehand, they'll give you a little thing that says, Kaya. that's not ridiculous. We don't do it because we call it by the name, but they want to set this up so everybody knows what they're, they're doing. So they have to divvy it up beforehand. Tyra Vakivager, unfortunately, they had a, a cholera epidemic and then there were pogroms, and it got to a point there were so many people saying Kaddish, that it was total mayhem, and there was machlekes, and even when there wasn't, you had to wait like five months till you got a slot. It was just an untenable situation, so temporarily they changed the meaning and had everybody say it together, and then slowly, apparently, they had, unfortunately, more pogroms and more issues, and in most communities, except for, I guess, Frankfurt, or, uh, you know, the area, that area of the world, they just changed the minig. And today, the minig 
for all places except for one is that we have Kaddish and Yudasin. The reason that history is important is because the Ma'ariks Tshuva is going to be discussing, this is how we know his whole sheet about grandparents, where somebody came in, the grandparent died, and they only had daughters, that, or they didn't have children that were alive, Le'olenu. And the grandson wanted to say Kaddish. So he came in, he said, you know, I'm here, and which one do I take? And the people who had parents said, we're sorry to hear that, but we're saying for parents, we're not interested in giving it up. So, Baruch Hashem, the Allah has something to say about everything. So, just got to figure out what it is. So, the Ma'arik and the Tshuva we're going to see over the next few nights weighs in on this Shaila, but that's how we know. He first has to lay out what a sheet is on the Chiyav of Kibbutz grandparents, because is he Mechuyi Badaver? Or is he a volunteer, which is very nice, but you can't take away from somebody else. That's what the Ma'arik's Tshuva is going to be on, and that's what the Ramaz Tshuva is going to be on. So, this is part of the coming attraction. Uh, right now, the Ramah just said he holds the Zechiv for grandparents. It's just the Zechiv for parent is more. Take a look at the Lush of the Ramah again at the end. And an early, uh, the Chayiv, the Kavid Aviv, Yeser, the Kavid Avi Aviv. Now, question number two. I'm just trying to outline the Sugya. It's going to take us a few days to go through this. When the Ramah says Zechiv on grandparents, is that a Zechiv on a father's father or even on a mother's father? Why should there be a chilek? The Lashon over here happens to be Avi Aviv. It's not clear. The Acharim have a machalik is what the Ramah meant. Whether we should pass like the Ramah completely or only by a father's father. The reason is we have a klal in Yavamas. What's fascinating about any sugya is he has a little sugya about grandparents. We have to touch upon sugyas in Kaddish, sugyas in Yavamas, and all over the place. They have a klal. The only problem is it only appears beferish and shas. And you see some adrashim in the context of Puravu. It's a common misconception, very common. I don't know where this came from. But when people start learning this sugya, in Yavamis, it appears in other places as well, they get the misimpression that if a person had, well, let's start off with the good news. A person had ten boys. There's also a legend, which I don't think has occurred, that he's going to go straight to Alamaba. I think with nine, whatever. Seven. Yeah. Ten, nine, <coughs> seven. It's a smara, I think. It's a smara. <laughs> 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 Michael Stuskin. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so seven, eight. I, I, I didn't memorize the numbers. I don't think the whole thing's true. I, I, I'm sure he's going to go to Gehen. Ganeden. Got to Gehen for one second for the other race. He's going to go to, he and she going to go to Ganeden simply because. To have a lot of children in you get schar. But uh, you investigate the last one about Yav Shalom. You can investigate this one also. Uh, I don't think you're going to, I'm always willing to see. But um, it, they're going to get a lot of schar because if you have seven boys, eight boys, nine boys, six boys, boys, I'll say this carefully, I can always say that they just didn't understand what I was saying because they couldn't hear me. Uh, but usually, not always, usually boys are tougher to raise than girls, usually. It could be 60-40, 51-49. But boys beteva, I'm not insulting the women, I'm complimenting them. Boys beteva have, you know, a wild tendency and different yetzahers. And, you know, it's... Sargida banim might mean banim and banis, or it might be banim, betavka. You know, there's there's enough to go around, but it's an avayda. So, the Gemara Yavamah says that 
if a person had children, I, I start off with the good news. You can have 10 boys and try your hardest. You're not my kind of pro It's a lot of schar. You have 10 girls, same thing. It's not, it's not up to you. If a person had a boy and a girl, or five boys and five girls, they were yetzi pro uh, the interesting thing over here, and this is unusual for a mitzvah, if they live to 190 and there are five boys and five girls and no longer here, then the elements have to 120. Fascinating idea. When they leave, they're not Makai Pruvu. It goes by the point of departure from this world. It's unusual for mitzvahs in general. And if those children had children, then the Gemara says, but they bought them a rain and the grandchildren fill in, and he's still Makai Pruvu. <coughs> Fascinating idea. You're saying it's only a until they're 120? Well, it's, it's not Kiyumis. Well, it's interesting. It's one of the only mitzvah Kiyumis that it's built in that many people can't do it if they try from here to next year. Hurrah, you can have 10 boys and 10 girls, or five, I, you know, not up to you. The mitzvah is to try, quite to many other With that said, the Kiyum mitzvah of when you have to stop, Midaraisa, the mitzvah of Shevis to have as many as you can. That's a very important mitzvah. Not only populate the world, but more importantly, to uh, build up Chai Yisrael. Uh, that's the mitzvah of Shevis and the billions of mitzvahs that every child and grandchild give you when you're in the Elamemis. Each child exponentially. If you do the math, in not too many generations. I think Rabbi Yoshev had how many uh, descendants when he was Nifter? What was the number? Over a thousand. Over a, what? Over a thousand. Over a thousand? Wow. Yes, yeah, I'm saying, and he didn't live to 190. So the numbers are, are pretty exponential. So it's a great schos, but it's not biyotcha. So, but the deraisa, the patur of the deraisa, once you finish the deraisa, is a boy and a girl. It's not up to you. That's nobody's fault whether it happens or not. But the Gemara Yavamit says, B'nai Banam, Kabanim, is if for some reason that, that generation is not there and there's another generation to replace them. And the, and the interesting fact about this is, it can be a boy for the girl and a girl from the boy. So already B'nai Banam, Rein we know already is not, you can argue who says it's Dafka, we know that for the Pruvu, it can come from the girl, the other half can come from the girl. That's going to be a big debate over here. How do you learn the words B'nai Banam, B'nai Banam, or whatever you learn, is that still get Pruvu, no to keep it aim? That's a big question over here, which is going to be hotly debated. Can you borrow a claw from one Sugya? And just say, well, Mustamid applies to the other Zogya. Not so quick. Th- th- that's going to be part of the Shiloh over here. Isn't it difficult because if someone, if that person had lived instead of 30 years more, he lived 30 yes, years Yes, that's my point. That. It's a fascinating. He could, once you're in the LMAMS, for sure, they don't take it away from you. That's why I say the point of Kiyom is a second before you leave, which is unusual. I mean, any other mitzvah. I mean, you did Shlul Hakan, it's not a Mitzvah Chiyuvus anyway, it's not a great example. But every Mitzvah you're trying to do, you did it. Uh, how, do you, how do you lose the Mitzvah? The answer, the Adam Messiah, this part's not a Machlaikis, but the flip side, I don't think it's true, is if Rachmul um, Islam, somebody, uh, somebody had uh, many descendants before the Holocaust, say, um, and they, uh, they were still alive, and Chas Shalom, uh, nobody survived, that happened. Le'elenu. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... So he's still alive, so then he has to start again. If he's in the other man, there's nobody left, so he's not afraid he doesn't get the mitzvah. I don't think so. Pasha says, he got the mitzvah and he left, he got the schar. So I don't think, the, I don't think the, they take it away from him afterwards. The chiddush is, it just has to be. Okay, that's the Sogin Yavamis, but the, the expression over there, is 
in that sugya. The question is, does that have anything to do with any other sugya? So I'll just, um, where we have a half a minute left, just take a look at the next page. I'll just show you the beginning of the first raya before we get to the Gemaras from the Medrash. Uh, it's not in this copy, it's in the other one. Um, okay, you know what? We're not going to have time. I'll get you on time for my We'll say my voice anyway. Mate to Sham, please show up tomorrow night. Everybody heard me tonight. Hopefully, it'll even be better tomorrow night. What is he saying?